and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. My name is Carla. I have been a dog groomer since 2014. Over time, be it before an exam, at the side of a competition ring or online, I have had many a quiet chat with fellow dog groomers who, like myself, struggle at times to balance life, work and maintaining a healthy well-being. My aim is to talk to both professional dog groomers and mental health professionals to help us understand what triggers stress and anxiety within our industry, why so many of us struggle with our mental health and what we can do to help ourselves. I also want to share stories and handy tips to make life in the salon easier. I am not a professional in mental health and I am not qualified or trained to give advice in this area. I am however interested in mental health and what effects our work can have on our well-being and finding ways to help. So, whether you are a brand new groomer or you have been at it for decades, whether you struggle with your mental health or work with a groomer who does, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. Before we get started talking about today's subject, I'd just like to take this opportunity to say well done to anyone who competed on Sunday at the Rookie Challenge. It was amazing to see all these people coming in, all sort of nervous and jittery and full of anticipation about what the day might bring, and then go out feeling really proud of themselves, really excited and looking forward to the next competition. It takes real guts to get in the ring, so really well done, you should be extremely proud of yourselves. But back to today. This week, I invited Tanya Salas back to talk to me about podcasts. I know it sounds a pretty random topic for a well-being podcast, but let me explain. I thrive on podcasts when I groom alone in the salon. I don't know how I would survive the days without them. I'm also always seeing posts where people are looking for new podcasts to try and posts saying basically, you have to listen to this one, it was so good. So, today, Tanya and I will be talking about lots of the podcasts that we have listened to over time, the ones that we've enjoyed. I hope you can all nod along when you hear of ones that you've heard and find a few to add to your list. As you will have already heard on episode 3, I absolutely love chatting with Tanya, so tune in and don't panic, all of the podcasts we mention will be written in the show notes, as well as the ones that we forget the names of on the spot in the interview. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. Here we go. Hi, Tanya. Welcome back to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah, finished nice and early today. Got done by four. So that's me. (laughs) I was panicking, mad panicking to get out the door. (laughs) (laughs) But we made it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we're here. So we've got you on to talk about podcasts today because it's something that I know me and you both live for in the salon. Mm -hmm. So why do you like listening to podcasts at work? I think they make the day go in faster. Yeah. And see if you have a difficult dog, you can almost drown the dog out and focus focus on the podcast instead. Yes. (laughs) It does take the monotony out of drying dogs. Like seeing you're just standing there with your blaster it, it just seems like it's going to go on forever. If you can concentrate on something else, it, it does kill the time a bit. So have you got noise cancelling headphones? Yeah. The best money I've ever spent. Are they? Yeah. I really want some. Honestly, that- like, I live, genuinely live in them. I walk the dogs in them. Sometimes when I'm cleaning the house, I put them on. Like, really? they, I spend 75% of my time in them. If I could sleep in them, I would. 
<laughs> so when you're in the salon with these headphones on, how does it mm-hmm. work? Do you literally set up a day's worth of podcasts to listen to in the morning or do you just go back and change it all the time? Well, it depends on the mood, to be honest. So sometimes I just let it run on because Spotify can pick me a podcast and I let okay. it go. Um, but then sometimes during the day I get fed up with what I'm listening to and I want to change it up a bit. What bring sort it up. of podcasts do you like to listen to? Mostly crime, <laughs> probably. What do you like um, about crime podcasts? I don't know. They're just interesting. Yeah. I find it fascinating, the weird things that people do. Okay. Even on TV, I like watching, like, do you know the world's toughest prisons? <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, that I Yeah. I love that sort of stuff. And actually, I just listened to that one. Uh, I finished the one about the death row that you sent me, and that was really interesting. Oh, yeah. That's proper moving, though, wasn't it? Isn't it? And it gets you thinking from all different angles. Like, it's so, one minute you think this, and you think, oh, yeah, I think this. And then a minute later, you're thinking, oh, no, actually, I think that. I don't know what I think. (laughs) Yeah, it's mad. I think, like, crime... I like listening to things, but I'm not so much like what crazy things they do, but I just like listening to how they get away with it for so long, what what they do. You know, I just find the thrill of it, like, really interesting. I love a good life story. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So what are some of your favourites then? Probably Red Handed. I love Red Handed. I keep seeing this crop up. What is this podcast? It's a crime podcast, but so the podcast for me will very much depend on the people's voices. If their okay. voices are annoying, not listen to it. Oh, and same. they're girls and that are really easy to listen to. And you okay. know how some podcasts, they seem to go on for half an hour talking shite before it even starts. They generally don't spend too long. They just get into it straight away. Go straight in. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. There was actually Survival Stories podcast. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's really interesting because... They interview the actual people that survived. So they are actually oh. speaking on the podcast. Okay. And like they survived some mad stuff. There was one fella like swallowed by a hippo and spat back out. Like it was so <laughs> wild. It's really, really good. And because it's the people that are speaking themselves, it makes it more real. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that because I don't know if you've listened to the, uh, what's it called? The Lad Bible one, Extraordinary Lives. Do you ever listen to that? Yes, yes. See, I love that when they're talking about what's happened, what they've been through, how it felt step by step yeah. all the way through. It's kind of like, like, what's the other one that's like that? Um, Kempcast as well. Have you heard? Yes. Ross Kemp's I haven't one? actually listened to any of that, but I've heard a couple of people talking about it. Oh, it's so good. Definitely give that a listen it's if good. you like, like good stories. Yeah. Yeah, with crime. I don't, that's about all I listen to with crime, really. I don't listen to too much unless it's sort of like, like you said, on those podcasts, when you hear stories about like old gangsters, I love hearing about the old times and um, how things used to be. And I love hearing about things like drug smuggling and money laundering and all them sorts of things. I'm not so much into like the violent crime stuff. I'm more... See, I'm the opposite. And this is going to sound really bad, right? But I think I've listened yeah. to that much crime now that... I find some of them boring. So unless there's something <laughs> really bad happened, I'm like, was that it? Is that all? <laughs> Come on. You can do better than I that. I don't be sensitized to it. Like I'm like, <laughs> so they just died. There was nothing mad happened. <laughs> I've listened to this new one recently. It's called um Murder 101. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I've heard it. Um, it's an American podcast and it's basically this chap who's a school teacher and he teaches, is it psychology when you learn about how you think? 
Yes. Yeah. So I think it's psychology he teaches. And he gets to pick what he teaches the kids and how they learn it, as long as they obviously follow the curriculum, you know, loosely so they can do their exams. So he looks at all these murders that have happened on the Bible Belt like 10 years ago and nobody's ever found out who's done it and all this sort of thing. And the kids absolutely love the idea and they go mad on it and they're all researching things. They're looking up what the connections are between the murders, who might want to, you know, target someone like that, what areas they're in. The kids absolutely, like you can imagine, can't you? Imagine being a 15-year-old kid and being told, right, you've got to solve this murder and it's real. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's actually real. It's not just some yeah. fiction. Yeah, so it, it is quite good. I can't remember how far through we are, but... I'm kind of gutted that I found it as soon as I did because I like to do like a whole series at a time. Me too. They're like still coming out at the moment. So like, oh, I yeah, hit wait. Oh no, I caught up like three in a row, and then it's like oh, I've got to wait a week. Oh, I've got to wait a week. <laughs> I generally will stop for a few weeks and listen to something else, and then I can go back, and then I'll have a That's few to listen to in a row. But I know what I'm like. By the time a few weeks comes around, I'll forget what's happened and have to start again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, that kind of happened to me with, was it that you that told me about Scamander? Yes. Yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, because I had given it a break and then I had to go back. And then I yeah. forgot what happened, so I had to listen to it two over again to, to catch me up again. That's the other thing I like listening to, scams and stuff like that. How they get yeah. away with it for so long and then how yeah. it comes crashing down at the end. Like, yeah, you got to love a good stamp, scam story. And the audacity um, of people. I know. <laughs> As if you it's just so do that. Oh. It's mad. Yeah, and for so long. I just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But some people just, I don't know, some people just think they have the gift of the gab and that's all it takes, don't they? They just oh, think they it. they just think they deserve it. So, but I also like listening to the weird and the strange and the touching on paranormal. I'm starting <laughs> to get brave now. Like, I think we both are a little bit, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's you that stared at me on this. Yeah, well... This time last, well, probably this time last year, if you'd have said to me that I'd be listening to something like Uncanny or the Battersea Poltergeist or the Witch Farm, Witch Farm yeah. I would have literally laughed in your face and said, no bloody way, because I used to, anything like that terrified me. And to be fair, I still can't watch it. Podcasts are different, but watching it, that's a whole different kettle of fish. But but yeah, we would bloody love it, don't we? I'm the same. I can't watch it. No. I hate watching it, but it's because it's jumpy. But the thing about Uncanny and then fucking things is the music. <laughs> I hate the sounds. Like, we don't need the sound effects because it scares the shit out of me. And they get stuck right in your head as well, don't they? But I see, even... I don't know whether it's just the noise-cancelling headphones, but some of the noise sounds like it's coming from behind you and it literally makes you jump. I bet, yeah. Sorry, I didn't even think of that. There's me listening straight from an iPad playing now, and you've got it right in your ear. Right in your ear, yeah. Actually, it wasn't that long ago I was listening to The Witch Farm, yeah. and it was at a scary bit, and one of the dog's owners had walked through the door, so the dog jumped at the gate, and the gate banged, and I nearly hit the fucking floor. <laughs> I nearly chipped myself. <laughs> I had to go out then and explain to the owner why I screamed, yeah. because I was listening to a uh, Portuguese podcast. Oh, my goodness. And I remember you saying actually when I first said to you about Uncanny, didn't you? Didn't your husband? Oh, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't. I didn't hear him coming in, and he said he called me from the door three times, and I didn't hear him. And because I, I was, I had a dog in the bath, and I was blasting the dog, and I turned around, and he was standing beside me. I it took me all fucking day to recover from that. <laughs> I was actually shaking afterwards. 
<laughs> so how I got into these originally, I basically listened to a couple of podcasts that was recommended to me, like local, local, local podcasts mm-hmm. about like folklore and about ghosts and about local tales that people have always told and things that have occurred and stuff that's gone on in my local area. And then what they do is they like learn as much as they can about the tale. And then because they're like pretty hot on their history, they go back and research that area and figure out like why, why? that goes there. The fact that it's local would freak me out more because I like the fact that the oh, most of the ones I listen to are like in Wales. So oh, I'm hoping okay. that there's no ghosts near me. <laughs> oh, God, no, I like listening to the local ones because you, if you listen to the local ones, you think, oh, I could walk past that and be like, oh. That no, fuck, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't, <laughs> no, want, I don't to, want to see it either. No, I don't. I don't need to see it to believe it. I can just hear hear whatever other people say. I like local history, so I like looking back and being like, "This is what this used to be like," or "This used to be here," or whatever. Yeah. I'm just feeling. Like, I feel like when I'm walking around, it's a bit snobby, but I feel like I know what this used to be. But you don't know. <laughs> but you don't know what used to be here. <laughs> I'm so sad, aren't I? But yeah, there's things like, there's like this thing, like, a, have you ever heard of a time slip? Yes. You like walk in somewhere and come out in a completely different time. No, I don't like the sound of that. We've got two of them in Norwich. Actually, in real life, though. No. See, I wouldn't go near it. I'd be like, no, because then I would like, well, that's you. You've just lost your mind now. So everyone, you're just going to, you're just going to be locked up now for the rest of your life. Yeah. I can definitely see what you're saying, but no, I definitely, I like to go out and see things, not see things, not, I don't want to actually see things, but I just want to go near the places and be like, oh, it's there, it's there, it's there. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No way. So do you ever listen to like funny podcasts? Yeah, my favourite funny podcast is probably Help I Sexted My Boss. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've started listening to this ages ago. Remind William, me. William and Jordan. So William's the etiquette expert. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love them. So basically, they people write in with problems, and they're basically an agony aunt, and they will give their advice. Yeah. But the, the stuff that people write in is hilarious. And you've got the normal everyday sort of person response, and then you've got the expert response. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> I would I would probably not recommend anybody if their clients are coming in to work. I would definitely listen to it with headphones on and not. <laughs> So your clients can hear it. No. <laughs> probably not for the pain <laughs> I listen to uh, Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe. I think they are oh, hilarious. Yes. Parenting How. Have you ever heard that one before? I, I, I haven't I haven't heard their one. I like them too though. Yeah, no, they're both I've seen I went actually I went to watch their tour in London last year last year as well because me and my sister are absolutely mad on it. I haven't even got kids. Basically they started it in lockdown to help create like a better understanding that everybody struggles with parenthood and the funny things okay. that come up and like when you have a really shit day and it all goes wrong they just talk to each other about it and laugh i think it's monday and friday it's twice a week so it's really good and then one day they just, just them two and then the other day they have a guest on so oh, that's, yeah, that's usually pretty good Breaks it up a bit. yeah definitely worth a listen so what would you say are like the ones that you have to listen to every week do you ever listen like you know instead of like catching up do you just listen to some every week without fail no i generally no. will wait a few and catch up because i like to i like to listen to a few of the same ones together yeah yeah because really... i forget like i'm not I, generally i don't even know what day of the fucking week it is 
So I can't remember that this podcast is coming out on a Tuesday and this wasn't coming out on a Thursday. I just have to hope for the best. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I look at my Spotify account, see what new podcasts have come out this week. And I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. Or, oh, it must be Friday because this oh, no. has come out. I'm not organized enough. <laughs> I'd love to be that organized. Maybe someday. The thing is, is you can only get so many on that front screen that notify That's you it. about what's come out on the day. So I still inevitably end up missing some. Do you ever run out and just think? There's some days though, and I I try and listen to four or five things, and I'm not, I feel like I'm not in the mood for anything, mm. and everything annoys me. But then I just listen to Harry Potter. So, well, it makes sense to me. <laughs> Did you Harry hear Potter. the one about J.K. Rowling? That's the point. No. There's one on J.K. Rowling. It's quite interesting. Oh, is there? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but I just listened to Draco Malfoy's, what's his actual real, real life name? I don't he know. had an audiobook. So oh, I listened really? to his audiobook there not that long ago. It was quite good. So audiobooks, do you have to pay for them? Not on Spotify. You can get some, there's, there's quite a lot of audiobooks on Spotify. Oh, okay. I've not even looked at them before. So I've listened to his one. I've listened to the Britney Spears one. I've listened to Matthew Perry's one. Mm-hmm. All on Spotify. Brilliant. I'll keep looking for them then. That's my thing that I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> and do you and know what? It's actually, see if you like um, how people get away with things. There's a, there's a, it's a book, but it's an audio book, How to Kill Your Family. Oh, and it's okay. Funny. It's really funny. But do you know what? What somebody in my family is actually I've seen that book in their house and when I went around there I was like, uh, do we need to be worried? <laughs> so it was when we were on holiday, there was this woman on holiday on her own and she was just reading it beside the pool and I was like, Maybe she did it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's done it and that's how she's been here on her own in peace. <laughs> no, I definitely looked that one up. And what are you binge listening to right now? Is there any that you're mid binge? Right now is the world of secrets. Okay. So I started the That's season the one. one sent, sent me the one earlier. I just sent, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, ju- I literally, I only just finished the Abercrombie Boys one that you're on now. Yeah, that is uh, pretty heavy, isn't it? Isn't it? It's mad. I like. I would it's... never have known anything about that. No. No. And it was by accident a... I came across that one. Well, it's a BBC one as well. Yeah. BBC That's podcasts are really good. Yeah, I really like BBC. Um, yeah, they're a very British cult. Yes, that was really like that was was it the lighthouse or something, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. it. Called, yeah, on the computer all day, every day, yeah. Yeah, getting sucked in, and yeah, no, that was really um interesting. And I see since that, me. see anytime I see like life coaches, I'm like, beware of life coaches. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I always but there are really good life coaches out there this is like, oh obviously yeah this, is this particular chain they had a real life like proper life coach on there didn't they say and this yeah. is awful yeah like, yeah we don't do this stuff yeah this but isn't like, what you should be doing i find it fascinating how you can go from being like a completely normal person with a normal life and how they can manipulate you into literally spending eight hours a day on a screen being screamed at and you think that this is completely normal yeah yeah, it's, it's mad really, the way they break people down. It's awful. That's what it is, isn't it? Isn't it? I think you listen because you're so horrified for the person, aren't you? Just like I can't believe that yeah. this is happening. And it, yeah, there's a few culty ones that I've listened to on BBC. I find it like I find it interesting, like you say, to hear about it and what's involved and how it works. And I like yeah. to hear the survivor stories, people who have got out and you know how they've turned their life around and all that sort of thing. Like I find it interesting, but I do find it very 
it's, it's worrying, isn't it? Isn't it? Because I would say it would be quite easy because once you're in, you're surrounded by everybody that's believing the same thing. So yeah. obviously you're going to get sucked into it. Exactly, yeah. It's just human nature, isn't it? And yeah. how it can work in different situations, I suppose. Because yeah. the second and- the second one in that series that I just finished it today and the person that was leading the cult, they had found that he his well, secret bedroom was full of books on how to hypnotise people and how to control people's minds. Oh, but he had no. taken the covers off all the books so nobody knew what books he was reading. It's mad, isn't so it? they obviously do their research. Yeah. Do you, have you listened to any of the BBC ones on um, conspiracy theories? I don't think so. No, there's a couple of interesting ones to listen to because you get different points. Again, like the BBC are really good at getting different points of view and different people yes. and lots of variety of opinions and it, they kind of do get you thinking a bit don't they so oh, yeah, that's true. I think someone is it Kirsty in Conspiracy Land and then there's another one about the pandemic oh yeah, I so there's two, they would be interesting yeah they were ones that I sort of got through in a day and then oh yeah the more mystical ones like they have the yeti and they have the witches have you <gasps> have you seen any of them no, hunt- I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, <laughs> so they go out hunting for the Yeti and you like literally listen I actually to watched a programme on that and it is mad, like. But yeah, hunting hunting the Yeti and all about all you could possibly want to know about witches, which that was quite interesting as well, like the history, all the things that different countries say and yeah, it was really interesting. That's it, it is it I find it fascinating the stuff that people will believe too though. I don't know, but- I like to the idea I like the idea of believing in something sometimes. Oh, yeah. Forests are big. You can hide animals in forests. I know. Yeah. Our forests aren't too big here, but like over in like America and stuff, like that's that big that you wouldn't, you wouldn't know what to do. But I heard this um, episode. There's this podcast called Eerie Essex, which is a bit like the Norfolk Folklore Society, but in Essex. Mm Because, like, I'm yeah. in East Anglia, I sort of spend time in all the counties. And, yeah. like, they were saying how big Epping Forest is and how much stuff has gone on in there that nobody would ever dream of because it's massive. But the same with Thetford in Norfolk. I mean, if you look down, what's the, is it the New Forest? That's a massive one, isn't it? Oh, I suppose it is big too, yeah. And then you've got all of the moors, like in Cornwall. Yeah. All, all them sorts of places. Like, there's so much land that's just never used, which you think, well, what could be out there? I suppose too, up in Scotland, the Highlands, like there's Just plenty of bare land that acres. nobody's going to ever be in. Yeah. Mountains to hide in, caves to hide in. There could be you anything. Know what you're going to do another conspiracy theory now. Yeah, I'm glad I listened to my podcast though, because at least I know what to expect when I see them. Well, that's why you need to listen to the survival stories. You know how to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I always say this to Gary. I'm like, what would you do if zombies took over? <laughs> Where would you go? I'd be like, well, I ditched my phone and I head to the forest. That's the first thing I say. This is why we listen to these podcasts. We know how to survive (laughs) situations. (laughs) We know how to get out. At at least we have lots of, well, what do you call it? Useless knowledge about all sorts of things that we'll probably never need. But it's still interesting and it gets us through the day in the salon. And it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on from podcasts, you had Groomers Got Talent last weekend. How did it go? It went really well. Um, we were delighted. I think this is the busiest year we've had. So this is our third year running. Okay. And it was really, really good. So we were in a new venue, bigger venue this year. And we were pretty much at capacity again already. It was great. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well done. And there were so, so many new faces. Mm-hmm. It's lovely to see new people out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Because I think so many people are terrified 
of a grooming competition and then they come and they realize it's actually not that scary and, and and that was a lot of the feedback that we got that they were so happy they came because it wasn't as scary as they thought oh brilliant no that's really good to hear because then people once they've enjoyed it the first time they'll want to come back next yeah. year won't they yeah. are, you doing, are you doing another one next year yeah oh yeah. yes this will be a yearly occurrence now yeah so where do people follow to find out and keep up to date with things we have Obviously. a rumor talent facebook group facebook okay. group so go on there and all the information will be on there. Oh, fab. And whereabouts in Ireland is it? It is just outside Belfast. Oh, brilliant. So it's handy for anybody that wants to come over from England or Scotland or Wales because you could just get the boat into Belfast or plane into Belfast and you're only 20 minutes away from the venue. Oh, fab. I thought, well, I actually don't really, I've got awful geography, so I don't know where anywhere is. So you could say Belfast and I'd be like, where's that? But it did sound when you said it like it was going to be easy to get to because it's one of the places you hear of a lot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very handy. And I think that's why our show is really popular because it is so easy to get to. Also, if anybody wants to come from England, you don't need any passports from your, for your dog to come into Belfast. So you can bring your own. <laughs> is that the question? All the time. I was going to say number one question alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's oh. really good. Brilliant. Yeah, well, that's something to look forward to. Do you feel like every year that it's sort of do you find you're tweaking things and changing things and experimenting? Absolutely. So every every year, the next day, me and Ashley meet mm-hmm. at lunchtime and we get food and we brainstorm because it's all fresh in our heads. So then we'll, we'll figure out what we need to change and what we don't need to change for the year after then. That's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. No, it sounds so exciting. I'd love to come over next year. I'm definitely going to put it on the calendar. Definitely do. No, it's nice to travel to different ones as well, because obviously I've I've never been to any of the Scottish ones. I've never been to any of the Welsh ones. I've never been to any of the Irish ones, because they, well, they seem so far away, but they're not really, are they? Do you know what no, I, mean? I did a Scottish the one Scottish la- at the end of last year. The, was it Scottish Grooming Championships? And it was a really, really nice show. It was lovely. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And I suppose it's not, Is it? how far is it from you to Scotland? The boat's only three and a half hours. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, grand. I went to Ireland last time, like, well, about five years ago, four years ago, something like that. Got a ferry from somewhere in Liverpool, I think, to somewhere in Ireland. And we went on the overnight one, so literally went to sleep, woke up, yes. boom, you're there. We've done that too, it's it's great. I've got a bit of a ferry story. I went to the Isle of Wight a couple of weeks ago and realised only when we got to the ferry port that I didn't press confirm on PayPal and we didn't actually have any tickets. Really? Did they let you on? No. We had to oh, come up in a car park on the other side of the road and rebook tickets. And they said, oh, if you book, you have to have an hour before the ferry because otherwise the booking won't go through in time and you'll come through again and not have tickets. So you need to book one that's at least two hours away. So we had to sit there in Portsmouth for two hours, twiddling our thumbs, drinking cans well, of Diet Coke and smoking At least fats. the ferries are fairly regular. It would have been worse if you got to Liverpool and missed the overnight one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, then I would have been upset. <laughs> We and Ashley did the overnight boat once going to a show in England. And we so we did we did the show and on the way back up the road we just made it to the boat by the skin of our teeth. It was tight like bloody hell. Yeah, I've done I that really see and we weren't even allowed to stop the bed. I thought I was I thought I was gonna piss myself. <laughs> and then you gotta get up the stairs, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I always whenever I go to the Isle of Wight, I'm always flying onto the ferry, literally straight through the thing. Don't stop in the car park, up and down the little lane thing, straight on the boat. Boom, done. Straight to Costa. The problem I've had quite a few times now on the ferry, well, is I've never been... Is that a fairly small ferry? Yeah. Like, it's not tiny, but obviously it's a ferry, so it's going to be big. But I don't think it's big compared to, like, some ferries. 
we've forgotten where we parked the car. Oh no! Yeah, it's not. And that then big. you're running up and down trying to figure out what color. <laughs> do you remember what color it was painted? Do you remember what color the stairs were? I do that in multi stories. I did that the first year I started driving, and I got to the point where I was hysterical, in tears. Someone stole my car. I mustn't have locked it. Blah 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 blah. When's the car parking attendant? He's like, "You sure it's car park one and not car park two? Because there was another car park exactly the same on the other side of the mall." And I was like, "Oh, I'll just go and check that one." I bet it's over there somewhere. Well, that's why my first car I got myself, and you know the aerial toppers, mm-hmm. so you can see it from far yeah. away, so it sticks out above the rest of the cars. My 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 car now doesn't have an aerial, so I can't put one on, but oh, they definitely no. help. They remind, they remind me of tents when you're at a festival trying to find your tent. Yeah, I'm trying to find the tent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the last thing that I was going to ask you about before for like the final questions is, uh, I know it's a while back, but group of the year, how does that feel? Oh, that was mad. I, ge- I, ge- I was in shock for that. I genuinely didn't think I was getting that. Without a doubt, I did not think I was getting that. What did you feel like when they said your name? I was just in shock. Like, when am I ever lost for words? <laughs> it never shut my mouth and then I got up on the stage and I just went my mind just went black I'm blank I had nothing to say oh no it was lovely to see well done for that that was a, thank you very much I bet that was a real like good evening for you I bet oh absolutely absolutely yeah. because I'd almost like got fed up a bit and then it gave me a bit of of competing because I think I had done too much yeah so I had done so much and then I was kind of feeling a bit like you're doing all this and it's not really worth your while. And then that just gave me a kick up the arse to want to do it again. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Sometimes you need something like that, don't you? Yeah. It does, does get a bit like that sometimes. So I, yeah, I got to that, I think, towards just before the pandemic. I think the, pan, I think the pandemic was like, it was like everything, 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 nothing. And then yeah. the motivation was just like, well, I was doing that all the time and like... Da, 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 da. Like, what do I do now? Yeah, what do I do now? And then, like, it's taken me about six or eight months, but now I'm sort of proper, like, ready to get back in there in summer. Back into it again. That's yeah, good. I shan't be doing anything until about June, but yeah, back in summer. Mm. Yeah, because you've got a wedding to organise. I know. <laughs> I think you need to prioritise the wedding. Yeah, it's so soon now, but yeah, so I shan't be anywhere until summer, but once summer comes, I'll be back out there with bells on. What are you looking forward to this year? This year, that's a good question. It could be personally, it doesn't have to be like professionally. It could be anything. At the minute, I'm looking forward to this weekend. What's going on this weekend? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) See, after the show last weekend, see, organizing the show, it's like herding cats. Genuinely, like, it breaks you. So, this weekend, I have nothing. (laughs) And. I, I don't think I've ever looked forward to anything as much in my life. No, I can totally relate to that. I, I used to organise dance shows for up to 75 dance students pretty much single-handedly with like one or two helpers who were just there, there on the day to oversee, basically. And yeah. I can imagine it's not quite, it's like not even on the scale that you're doing, but just doing that. And there's people and there's dogs and there's and nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sure it was really well organised. Everyone else was like, oh, it ran so smoothly. And in my head, I'm like, are you joking? It felt like there were seven explosions going on at the one time and I was just <laughs> running from one to the other. <laughs> it was so smooth. I was like, well, I wasn't in the same place as you. Well, that's probably because you're the reason it bloody ran smooth. That's probably that's why. It. That's <laughs> it. So it's, it's all good anyway. <laughs> Oh, and what what do you think uh, you was most proud of last year? 
Oh, definitely the the up and coming groomer of the year. Yeah, that's without a doubt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Because I, especially because I definitely wasn't expecting it. It was more of a shock. Yeah, and that makes it even better as well. I suppose. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But you're you're so down to earth anyway. You wouldn't go in expecting it, but no, I, I was so happy you got it. So yeah, that's oh, massive to be proud of. And what do you think is the biggest change or the best change you've seen since you've been in the industry? I would say probably, and I've noticed it more even since COVID, is groomers sticking up for groomers online now. Oh, okay. That's a nice one. So just there, was it last week, there was a groomer getting slated by an owner for shaving a dog. Yeah, yeah. It was just great to see all like so many groomers getting behind her on social media and backing her up. Yeah, because there's witch hunts out for groomers that shave dogs or do anything wrong these days, and everybody could have just let her go to the wolves. But it was great to see everybody getting behind her. Yeah, sometimes we do really round rally round and sort of help each other out when we need it, don't we? So yeah, no, nobody wants to be in that boat. So no, nobody wants to get cancelled, especially when it's not even your fault. That's yeah, insane, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What do you think still needs to change in the industry? I think probably people believing in themselves and standing up for themselves to owners. Like, I think confidence in what they can do, probably mm. more so. I think there's Happiness. an awful lot of groomers that aren't confident. And I think in order to come across as professional, you do have to come across as confident because you need to know what you're doing. Yeah. And that then comes across in your price and and all sorts of things and I think like this last while I don't know about around you but I've noticed there's an awful lot of groomers closing down Mm. around here lately and I think a lot of it has to do with that and I think a good way to build your confidence is to go and continue your education go and do seminars and go to all the events that's held because the more knowledge you have the more confident you'll be yeah and the more friends you have in the same industry that you can bat these ideas about with and you know, I've had it before where I've said to people, oh, what do you charge for this? And they say, and I'm like, oh, bloody hell, I need to sort that out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It just helps you have that confidence to say, actually, yeah, I should be doing this. Actually, yeah. And if you're in your salon on your own, you don't know. You don't know what other people are doing. So when you go out and meet other groomers, and do you know, it's nice to have other groomers that you can just rant about stuff and, and bounce ideas off. And you can go back then with a fire in your belly and you know you're doing the right thing. That's it. Yeah, no, I think that's a brilliant answer. And the last question is, do you struggle to sleep? And if you do, what do you do? Oh, absolutely. I am one of the worst sleepers in the world. Okay. So a bedtime routine definitely makes a big difference. And it sounds like a childish thing to do, but you need to do it. Talk me through what your routine is. Um, It's just fairly simple things like... Not having your bedroom too busy, so don't have clambering over stuff to, to, to get into your bed. Um, I have my phone at eight o'clock, kicks me out. Mm-hmm. So eight o'clock at night, kicks me out, or it turns off, locks me out of all the apps. I can take and receive phone calls and text messages, but the internet won't work. I can't do any of that. Okay. Um, then sometimes if I'm feeling like a bit antsy and anxious I'll take the dogs for a walk even if it's just a a lap around the block because you need to burn off the anxiety yeah so it helps and then have a shower before I go to bed and that generally helps me so you know like an eye mask that you wear the blackout eye masks yes well I have ones that have hidden speakers in them 
Oh, okay. So you can connect it to like uh, the mindful meditations and like sleep meditations and it can be playing in your ear while you're oh, trying to sleep. And especially if you share a bed with somebody, you don't want it playing loud. So it's just playing in your ear and, and they definitely help because if your mind's going 90 miles an hour, it gives you something else to focus on. That's it. Do you know what? A couple of people have said they do meditations of various different types before bed. And I have to say, Gary uses them sometimes and I've heard them and it, oh, it does sort of like, you know, just the tone of voice or yeah. the voices in the background or whatever do send, send you off. So, no, that's really good. That's a really good answer, definitely. And I think a lot of us groomers, like this series, I thought I'd introduce the sleep question because I knew a lot of us did. But every bloody groomer so far struggles with sleep. Literally every single one that I've asked. I think it's because it's it's a high stress job and it's hard to switch off at the end of the day. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing is actually settling yourself down. Because I know if I've had a bad day at work, I can tell before I get into bed that I'm not going to sleep because I know mm. I'm unsettled. Yeah. So I think that's the big thing because it, it is high stress. You need to you need to try and teach yourself how to switch off. And I'm not sometimes I'm good at it. Other times I'm not great. But it's just... <laughs> trial and error really <laughs> i think we all try don't we yeah but um but yeah oh well thank you so much for coming on tanya it's been really nice to have you back thank you very much for having me no problem at all it's been great fun i'm great yeah. I, I love talking to people so it's great <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job really on a podcast isn't it <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> oh well on that note thank you again and cheerio bye-bye now what a fabulous chat with Tanya. I wanted to mention regarding all of the podcasts that we talk about today, especially the BBC ones and the life story type ones, that you check out all of the show notes first to make sure you won't find them triggering, as some of them contain pretty sensitive topics for some people. I also wanted to mention a few of my favourite mental health type podcasts before I go. So, Happy Place is my number one go-to and Fern Cotton is a massive inspiration to me. She talks to guests each week sometimes celebs, sometimes mental health professionals, and also authors. They discuss the problems that they face and how they have overcome them. And you get introduced to all sorts of therapies and self-help tips. I also like Bryony Gordon's podcast, Mad World. It's a similar sort of podcast to Happy Place, and I always recommend it. I came across Bryony Gordon when I went to the Happy Place Festival last year. She was talking about her experiences with OCD and about mental health mates. This is a network of organised walks organised by her and her volunteers that are put on regularly in all areas of the UK to help people get connecting and moving. I will put the links to her website regarding mental health mates into the show notes as well. The last podcast that I'd like to recommend is by Dr Louise Newson. She has a podcast about menopause. It teaches you to spot the signs, understand the symptoms, get to know what treatments are available and how they help and all things about the menopause. It's great for people who think that they may be approaching that age group, are already in the menopause, or want to support someone going through the menopause. Tomorrow, I'm releasing my first bonus episode. I will be talking to the fabulous Shifra Connor about her podcast, The Norfolk Folklore Society, and about all sorts of strange, mystical and ghostly topics. It has nothing to do with dog grooming or mental health, which is why it's a bonus episode but it does link to today's topic and will give you something else to listen to throughout your day. I think many of you will really enjoy it, so be sure to check in tomorrow to listen to all things strange and some of your salon ghost stories. For now, have a brilliant day.
Cheerio.